It is Bronze and Modern Gods bonus episode time. I'm John. That guy over there is Richard. What's up, handsome? Hi, how you doing, John? I'm doing okay. Hey, if you are not following us on Facebook and Instagram, Bronze and Modern Gods. Hey, it's a good time to follow us on Instagram because tonight we are having a live sale Friday, August 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Join Richard and I as we uh, sell books. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And have fun. We also have fun. Yeah, lots of unusual stuff you don't see on other live sales. Uh, in my case, I got a lot of Mexican foil variants to sell. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Bronze Age stuff, uh, obscure oddball things. And Richard, you always bring the fire. You always bring the heat. <laughs> yeah, I have more modern slant than John has. But uh, between the two of us, I got the whole gamut covered. Exactly. Uh, that is 8 p.m. tonight if you're on the East Coast and 5 p.m. Pacific if you're in the place to be the best coast, the West Coast. You know how we do. Uh, also, if you like this video, give us a like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And let's get right to viewer mail. What do you think? You've yep, got mail. Our first piece of viewer mail is from Prince of Cheese on Instagram. I, if I'm going to be royalty over something, I think it would be cheese. <laughs> Hi, not sure if you're still doing viewer mail. (laughs) Yes, every Friday. Okay, Prince. But I watched most of your back catalog this weekend and love the show. Thank you. I'm 29. Me too. And after a long hiatus from collecting, I'm back. Super fun to watch John's beard change colors over the course of the day. (laughs) Oh, it is true. I'll have you know it's been a rough two years, okay? (laughs) I had the goal of having a few comics worth pressing by the end of the year, but I accidentally crushed all my goals from three collections, and now I have a bunch of Copper H keys. Congrats. A spotty run of Sandman with the important ones. Caliber presents 1 and 15. The Crow 1 through 3, a bunch of turtles in the single digits and teens, and Faust number 1. So my question is, why did you guys let Faust happen? (laughs) This is awful. Was everyone sad then? I'm going to cry. Can I return it to North Star Publications? Do I need to buy more because Sony's making it into a cartoon? Well, Prince of Cheese, Faust. Wow, you're taking me back. Silver Wolf Publications, right? Faust. Faust, David Quinn. For those of you who are 29 and don't know what Faust was, it was an adults-only, super violent, nudie comic, uh, independent black and white that was just something else, man. Every every issue was boobs and gore. <laughs> you know, I did not pick this up back then. Oh, you never saw Faust? No. It was like a total Wolverine ripoff. He had like one big claw in each hand instead of three, you know, and he sliced people in two. And and for some reason, every woman ended up naked. Uh, it was something else. David Quinn, for all the things I just said, ended up at Marvel doing Doctor Strange in the mid-90s. And it was a good run. It was an interesting Doctor Strange run. He brought back... Doctor Strange's uh, superhero costume from the uh, late 60s near the end of his run and kind of did all sorts of uh, interesting things with the title. And then he was gone by David Quinn. And I'm not sure if he did much of anything else since. So we're not responsible for Faust. We didn't start the Faust. We didn't do it. I don't know why you're blaming us. Uh, Richard, what is your first piece of your mail? My first piece of mail is from our friend Nick D. 
everyone has their own interests for sure. And this is related to uh, NFTs that we uh -oh. talked about last uh -oh. shows. Take shelter. Yes. Uh, however, I don't see how anyone can get the same satisfaction of owning a digital NFT of a collectible over a physical copy. There is just something so sterile and charmless about owning a bunch of ones and zeros. It doesn't even feel like owning it. Buying a slab physical comic can already feel impersonal simply because you can't touch the comic book. But it is still at least a tactile feel to it. And you have it in your home and can display it and literally feel the weight of history it carries. NFTs just don't have that. Also, how long until Marvel starts dropping new release comics as NFTs with special NFT-only variant covers? Next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nick. This is, yeah, this is, you have, you've raised a lot of good points. Uh, and, and as I talked about during the show, the previous show, as long as NFTs and comics are in two different genres, that's fine. You know, NFTs, people who want to collect NFTs can collect NFTs. People who want to collect comic books can collect comic books because I don't consider NFTs comic books. The The point that you raise in your last sentence there, I think, is really important. What happens if Marvel kind of crosses that line and starts selling comic books that are only available in NFT format uh, covers and such? That that gets to be a very interesting world. Um, and I think happening already, not from comics, but in other spaces, music, uh, sports, it's already happening. Yeah, that's I, you know, I, I understand the, the appeal of selling digital products because there is no inventory you have to worry about. There is no shipping you have to worry about. And you can make it as many as the market bears without having to, to pre-plan. But as I said, they're not comic books. And, and I think you um, and you start diluting and you start mixing and conflating the two is when you start having problems about, um, you know, keeping keeping both groups of people happy. Let me take you both on a journey to the early 2000s when CGC was first announced. This takes me back. Uh, the reaction to NFTs is exactly the reaction that people had to slabbing books back then. It was, how could you? These are meant to be read. These are meant to be admired and, and flipped through. And now you're sealing it in a plastic case, never to be touched again. I refuse to do this. There were dealers, they're still dealers, that refused to deal in slabbed books. So, you know, I shrugged my shoulders and go, okay, we'll see you guys in 20 years. Right, but there's still comics. You still, I can... I can do a transaction with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's still comics in within. Of course, they're protected in that case. I can do a transaction with you face to face. I can hand you the comic book in the slab and you can hand me um, cash. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but these yeah. NFTs, you, that's that's not a possible transaction. Or you can do it all over the Internet like you do. Sure. And never deal with another person in person. That's true. But and but that's a one to one uh, transaction. Right. You don't have a middleman that you have to go through for the transaction. Right. Well, CGC, because they're grading the book and encapsulating it and sending it to you. Right. But they're not they're not <laughs> keeping the books and then shipping. You know, they're not a middleman in the process They're They, they grade the books. That's true. And that process helps determine a fixed value for that comic that you can use to make that transaction. Uh, I, I would challenge this, the statement that they're not keeping your books. I think they're keeping your books for a long time. <laughs> well, that's true. This is true. Speaking of CGC, a total aside, 
I have noticed something very unusual with their turnaround times, Richard. Oh, what's that? Uh, remember when I took the books to Torpedo Con and dropped them off in person with CGC? Uh-huh. That was July 24th. The books were received, Fast Track Modern, uh-huh. and Standard. No Fast Track, Standard. The books were received on August 10th. They were graded and shipped to me on August 19th. I have my books back from TorpedoCon in less than a month. That is insane. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's because they recognized me and said, oh, my God, we have to hurry. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I don't know. Th- that was the experiment. Remember the experiment? Or like what happens uh-huh. if I turn them in as opposed to mailing them in? So uh, uh, the turnaround time was less than 30 days. Uh, how's your turnaround time going for your Fast Track Moders? <laughs> oh, uh, my Fast Track Moders came back. So uh, for How long? Uh, I, they, uh, I mailed them on April 26th because I did it before the April 28th cut, cut off. Uh, and they, uh, the, the first batch arrived last week. Okay. Well, it wasn't 30 days, but, uh, you know, it was more like 77. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. I've I've still, I've still got some books that are still waiting. So waiting to be graded. I think the point is my books were received a lot quicker than everyone else's because I think they're only on late June now in terms of receiving. So mm-hmm. if they're coming to a show near you, you might want to do a drop off. Even if they're not coming to a show near you, if you have enough books to, to justify uh, a road trip, I, it may be worth yeah, your while. Exactly. All right. My next piece of viewer mail is from Jay Huber 98 on Instagram. Hey, John and Richard, big fan of the channel. Thank you. I got a couple of great books today, but found out after I got what I think might be mold. Didn't know if you guys had covered that topic before. Here are the books I picked up. I'm going to bring it up now. Bone number one with mold on the back. Oh, no. Or J. Huber 98. (sighs) Just trying to figure out if these can be salvaged or if they're an unfortunate loss. Well... If it was any other book besides Bone Number One, I would tell you, get rid of them now. Throw them out. Mold is toxic. It's evil. It will spread. It will spread to your pressing equipment. It will spread to your other books. No, 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 no. Get rid of it. It's Bone Number One. Um, there are some people in the uh, the uh, cleaning and pressing community that claim they can handle mold with uh solutions like hydrogen peroxide and water and i'm too scared to even attempt such a thing especially on a book like bone number one so my suggestion to you is some googling uh hero restoration might have an answer for you find a really reputable uh cleaning service a restoration service and see if they can remove it Uh, i don't know even for bone number one now if it was a fantastic four number one I yeah. would I would leap through a large a large number of hoops to find a solution uh, for bone number one. Even though it's a valuable book, John mentions that mold can spread and it can infect your environment. And depending on what kind of mold it is, it can be very dangerous. So unless you've got a real personal attachment, which it doesn't really sound, you just bought this book recently. Um, I I I hate to say it, but you know it may be time to get rid of them because. You don't want to live, you don't want to bring something hazardous into your environment. 
It's such a shame. He had yeah. I think, one through three. He sent more pictures. Uh, than the other ones in first the print. I, I believe they're all first prints. I didn't okay. take uh, too much time to look at them, but uh, they all have mold on the back on that yeah. black cover. And yeah, you know, it's a, it's a heartbreak. I, I thought maybe uh, when I inspected them that it, he could get away with them being foxing, but mm. no, it's, it's mold. So sorry, Jay. Yeah. And it also goes to the point that you need to inspect your books. Uh, when you, when you buy books, you need to inspect not just the front cover, uh, but the back cover as well. Yeah. See if you can return them. I mean, mold is a big, big no, no. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. What do you have next? Uh, my next, uh, my next piece of uh, feedback is from random poster. Mm -hmm. um, and he's again talking about NFTs. First, you need to purchase gems. Hand meets palm. And I tune out and walk away from the idea. If you have to take cash and reroute it to gems, then an Ethereum to make the purchase, but if you sell it, you get gems back and not cash, then it's an idea you need to skip. Mm, yeah, this is this is this is something that I think people have glossed over in this whole VV uh, process because when you can't buy one of these digital um, collectibles with with dollars, you have to buy it with gems. And part of the reason why is because behind the scenes there is a um, Ethereum transaction that converts your cash into, into that currency. So it goes from cash to gems, and then you can use those gems to buy your particular collectible. If you decide to sell it, then it changes to OMI, which is another uh, digital currency that is uh, the VV uh, uh, owns. To get it from OMI to cash, you have to actually send it to an exchange and then use the exchange to convert. It's just, it's this whole this whole process to to cash out. There's good news. Uh, you you can't do the straight conversion from gems to OMI yet, uh, but it gets even better. The, it, right on the horizon, VV has announced that they're working on a solution to convert your gems to straight ahead, straight up cash. Uh -huh. So it is coming. It's as they say in this business, it's on the roadmap. Yeah, it's on the roadmap. But the, the, the other part to this is that digital currency. While, while they guarantee one, $1 will buy you one gem yeah. on the, the other end of the, the process, there is a, a, you know, the, the digital currency can fluctuate mm -hmm. based on the dollar. So, when you actually go to cash out, instead of it being a one-to-one -one ratio, it may be every um, OMI is worth 85 cents yeah. or it could be worth a dollar 15 to be honest with you. So you're, you're at the, the mercy of whatever the exchange rate is at the time you try to cash out. And that's a great segue to the next piece of viewer mail I have from Wolf Warner, who says, by the way, speaking of fluctuations, the floor price for Marvel Comics number one, the common NFT has risen. Correct. It was a dollar last week. Now it's 10 bucks. Hmm. So here's my theory on that. Marvel Comics number one was the first Marvel NFT as, as a comic book, uh, as an NFT. And I think that's the one people are gravitating to. It's the one that's holding the most value. It's the one that's actually going up so far. All the other commons, there were three more drops last week or this previous week. All the other commons are around three or four bucks still. Uh -huh. They haven't gone up, but Marvel has. Uh, there is no real way uh, in the marketplace yet to see sold transactions. However, 
thanks to some very enterprising people, there is a tracking spreadsheet that I will link to in the description. Uh, it is maintained by someone named Butt Thompson. <laughs> so, okay. uh, Butt Thompson is tracking these sales. And I will link to it for any interested parties to see what the different variants are going for, et cetera, et cetera. But Marvel one NFT is, is creeping up there. I, I think I might buy one before it gets too crazy because we've seen more and more people jumping in each time they release something. I, when they release ultimate fallout four as an NFT or amazing fantasy 15 as an NFT, we're going to get even more people into the sector of the hobby. Right. I'm kind of curious about their choices for this last round of drops. You, know? <laughs> you guys didn't see it was house of X. Number one, what um, <laughs> it was Marvel's number one double, huh? Right. The new mutants 98. Okay. Yeah, there's one. Good. Thank you. Uh, and I got a new mutants 98, a couple of commons. I didn't get anything, interesting. but Richard, you actually jumped in this time. Didn't you? Yes, I did. I was prepared this time and I got my gems up, up, up front and I sat there and watched the countdown. And as soon as it got down to zero, I, I hit the button and I ended up with an ultra rare for the, uh, new mutants 98. I hate you. Okay. What's <laughs> your mail? Uh, my next piece of viewer mail is from Alex Goodwin. I have been making my way through uh, all of your videos. I'm sorry. Some of the early ones are pretty painful. Uh, as I'm getting down to your earliest videos, it's painful to hear how much prices have changed in just a single year. Example, along with beard color. <laughs> along with beard color. Uh, example, New Mutant, uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two. Oh, God, Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, okay. Our first show, I went back and kind of looked and did some comparisons. Our first show was back in April 12th of 2020. <laughs> uh, uh, looking back, I also see we use the word iconic a lot. <laughs> we may want to rethink the usage of that. Uh, the book that we highlighted that first show was uh, Wolverine number one from the limited series, and it as a 9.8 at the time was $351. I remember oh. it. It was hovering around that 350 400 for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the last sale of that same book now is $855. It's, it's gone up all the way up to 900, 900 plus, but it's now come down a little bit to 855 So, yeah, in, in that short period of time, from April 12th to today, uh, the value of that book has more than doubled. Um, I also looked at uh, Teenage, Mutant number, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. Not number two, but number one. Uh, and this is the third print because, you know, normal humans can't afford the first print. <laughs> and a 9.8 then was uh, $1,325. Today, that same 9.8 is $4,200. Wow. So, again, another uh, three, you know, tripling of value in, in the period that we've been doing the show. So. Wow. It's amazing how, how the market really just has spiked here recently. And, you know, just a few more stats from uh, then till now, April 12th, 2020, I had a 31 inch waist. And <laughs> as of last week, it's about 34. <laughs> yes, this was before COVID, right before COVID, yeah. but before COVID. Um, yeah. So I need to get rid of my, uh, my COVID 20. <laughs> uh, not that bad I, i've got lost a lot i was but, yeah, 
Well, th thanks, Alex, for going through our catalog. It is uh, an interesting trip through uh, history. Maybe we should do that. We should have like a time lapse of your yeah. beard across all the different shows. Are we done talking about my waistline? I see how you moved on real quick. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to help you. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, no Instagram market watch this week. Uh, Ali and Bill need a break. They both are taking vacation this week. If you're watching uh, the live sales on the elite underscore comics 11 account on Instagram, you'll see that they have other hosts. So they are sticking to their word. They are taking a vacation. They will be back next week with the Instagram market watch. And that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, there's that saying again that I, I hate, but I just said it. That's going to do it for us. We're going to be taking <laughs> out a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that before. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> I, I got to find a better way to close things. We're going to close things up for now until Monday. <laughs> Just a reminder to uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Bronze of Modern Gods. We have a live sale tonight, Friday, August 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Please join us and hang out. No, no reason to buy anything. We just want to see you there. And we will see you on Monday. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, John. Everybody stay safe.